This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Seven minutes of Saints. Andrew... Mickey Loomis did Mickey Loomis type activities last night or this there was morning. Some, there was there was some Loomising going yeah. on. Yeah, and they he redid Drew Brees' contract again for like the nine hundredth time and created like eleven million dollars of cap space. Let me say first of all, when I read about it this morning, I was nostalgic and it made me emotional. It was like uh, realizing that this might be the last time he does it. You know, Breeze, since Breeze is old, so it made me nostalgic. Like, this is the last time I'm going to rock my kid. And it made me cry if, like, rocking my kid involved $45 million in dead cap space in 2056. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, lo- I love it. And, 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 and let's start there. Like, the, na- the national media freaking out over this for, like, the third time. It's just, it's, I used to be annoyed by it, but now I just laugh. Like, the Saints, they redid Breeze's cap, and eventually they'll have to sit out free agency one year because their cap will be a mess and the team will suck. But when that finally happens, the Saints having a ton of dead money will be the least of our concerns. Listen, they're trying to win a Super Bowl, <clears throat> and it's that simple, you know? And, and I think the way Mickey Loomis looks at it, he's like, look, we have maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but... Guess what? Breeze is not peak Breeze anymore. And I think Loomis knows that. And he's like, you know, he's still playing at a high level and he still deserves, you know, a high salary, of course. But, you know, this is a tale as old as time. You know, that and that's the reality baseball, basketball. I mean, it really doesn't matter. When you have older veterans that start to decline, their demand price-wise goes up because – you know, they believe, you know, I've I, I paid my dues, I'm worth this much, I've been doing it for this long at the highest level, and, and I deserve to get paid the highest. And so as these guys start to decline, you know, it, it's a t- again, tale as old as time. Veterans are overpriced, while young players that are maybe, you know, outperforming their contracts are underpaid. So that, that that's the dynamic. And so when you have a, a superstar like Breeze, you know, he's at a point in his career where he's not going to be able to make the offense go by himself. You need to support him with a good offensive line, good playmakers around him, which the Saints have done. But at the same time, you know, the Saints don't have a tight end right now. They they need a slot receiver. You know, defensively, they need to keep up and, and make sure. So, you know, they're bringing all these people in. And, listen, again, Saints are trying to win the Super Bowl. It's that simple. So, uh, next year they have a hundred. They're just kicking the can because they have a hundred million dollars next year, and you know it's one of those things where again twenty of that will, will now be absorbed by dead money from Drew Brees, um, and you know that's just the reality of of what what you have to do uh, to make the most competitive team possible, and and that's what the Saints are doing. So 
you know, I take issue with reporters that come out and say that this is a bad decision or that it's stupid. Um, you know, I think, again, it's, it's trying to get, open your window of opportunity as wide as possible, understanding that once Drew Brees leaves, it becomes more difficult. I mean, listen, they have a ton of cap space next year, and they could even – There's, I bet you there's a maneuver that Mickey Loomis can do next year, even if Brees retires to make it less and break it up over a couple of years. And like you said, they have they have a ton of cap space for next year. And really the only guy they have to do next year that they have to do would be Mike Thomas, right? Yeah. Um, and look, the yeah. other thing is the dead money, it's only for a year. So really yeah. all the Saints are saying is the year after Drew Brees leaves is going to be a rebuilding year. That That's basically – for one year – when Drew Brees is gone, we may have to accept the fact that we're going to be more limited in what we can do financially. And listen, when the Saints win the Super Bowl next year and Drew Brees retires, and the Saints have to, and if the Saints have to decide they need to sit out free agency or whatever, just watch your Super Bowl DVD over and over and over again during free agency. We'll be fine. We'll get through it together. But, hey, listen, the Saints ain't creating this cap space not to fucking spend it, Andrew. So now, now we get to the good part. The Saints have to spend this cap money, uh, and we had a little snag with the Teddy Bridgewater thing. We'll start there. Uh, he went to Miami and was visiting them because they did the, oh, shit, we need a quarterback, and the team we were wondering that was going to do a panic move, uh, we didn't have Miami on, the, on, our, on our list, Andrew, because it's them. They panicked when Tyra, Tyra Taylor told them no and went to San Diego. And they are—they apparently put the full court press on Teddy Bridgewater, or as much as they deemed it a full court press. And uh, he's not signed with the Saints yet. Yeah, he hasn't signed with the Dolphins either, though. Uh, and he, you know, there was a weird, weird tweet by the Dolphins where they just kind of said, "We have concluded our our uh, visit with Teddy Bridgewater," and it, and that's all it said. And so, to me, when I read that, I I see that as we're moving on, or. <laughs> It didn't work out. It's done, and and that's all, that's all we have to report. Yeah. So I don't know. I the fact that that meeting and I, I would have been a lot more worried if they put the full court press on him and basically put an offer in front of him. That that, that was what I was worried about was that we were going to get hit with news last night that Bridgewater had signed. So the fact that he's out of that building now and he's had a chance to experience and consider things, I feel better again that uh, the Saints will push to get that deal done. Here's the thing. I had read that, that the Dolphins had offered him two years, $10 million, and, you know, the Saints had offered him one year, seven, and maybe the Dolphins would go to two years, $14 million. And, yeah, that sounds like, oh, that's double what the Saints are offering. But, really, if the Saints are paying Bridgewater one year, $7 million, like, his value is unlikely to go down. He's in the opposite sort of area of Mark Ingham, right? Mark Ingham was like, this is my last deal. I've got to get every penny because this is it for me. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make big money or good money ever again. Right. So I have to do this now. Teddy Bridgewater, seven years, seven million or 14 million from the Dolphins is not, it's no different, right? Because he's going to be back up for the Saints. And the only way his value declines is if Drew Reeves gets hurt, the Saints have to play him and he's fucking terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, that could happen or that could not happen. But either way, 
that's a problem where if he played for the Dolphins and he was terrible, they'd cut him anyway, so he wouldn't see the whole $14 million anyway. So the, yep. the odds of his value going down are negligible. So it's basically the same contract. So for him to go to Miami instead of staying with the Saints when Sean Payton has certainly laid out a vision for him of what he's going to be for the Saints, I just – that would be so – Dumb. I just can't see him going. I think, I think what happened last night was gamesmanship. I really think it was a, yeah. agent gamesmanship and, you know, maybe just trying to get someone to flinch in negotiations where maybe Miami comes up and jacks up their offer. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. You know, the finality of the tweet from Miami, in some ways, was like, all right, this is over now. So whatever gamesmanship was trying to be played in the media, like, we're putting an end to this now. Like, yeah, this is done. So, so I, I think it was pro- made probably Bridgewater's agent, maybe trying to make the Saints panic and up their offer a little bit. Say, hey, we're in Miami right now, just so yeah. you know. Um, you know, the other thing I think that's interesting is obviously the Saints have brought in. They're bringing in three guys: uh, Mario Edwards last night, Jared Cook today. Oh, uh, Jared Cook's the big one. Yeah, that's and then Zig- Ziggy Anta. Uh, would be coming potentially after Buffalo, assuming he gets out of there without a contract. And, you know, it's interesting. It's like kind of like Jimmy Graham last year and Adamican Sue. You know, I, I just feel like it's interesting that these guys are all coming to visit. Like, it, you know, in, in the first wave of free agency, guys don't visit. Like, they, they just sign with the highest bidder, you know. And mm-hmm. if they get a huge deal, they, they just take it and it's announced, boom, it's done. Um, but the fact that these guys are coming in for visits, means that Loomis is lowballing them. And so, and they, they haven't gotten a contract they can't refuse. Same thing with Bridgewater and why he probably visited the Dolphins last night. But, you know, those guys haven't gotten contracts that they can't refuse. And so now they're taking their time to consider the options and, you know, visit these clubs. And, and uh, you know, I think Sean Payton is going to get time with these guys to try to convince them that it's a good idea to come here. Now, the Saints, have haven't had as much success lately. I mean, uh, really, it was the Sioux thing that they, they kind of remind me of this and Jimmy Graham to an extent. But um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that they can get Cook and Ansa because those, if they land those two guys in free agency, I'm assuming it's going to be at pretty favorable terms. Because if if 
to the Saints, I mean, because if it was a big time contract, um, or you know, if if it was a just a knock your socks off offer, both players would have already signed, right? So the fact that they're coming in for a visit, in my opinion, means they're considering taking Saints friendly terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being the case, I just think if the Saints are able to leave this free agency landing both players and Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, Mario Edwards would be a nice guy to have until Rankins is back, sure. But um, I, I kind of look at this like I forget all about Mark Ingram. Like if the Saints walk away from this free agent period, Ziggy Ansah, Jared Cook, and Teddy Bridgewater all coming to the Saints, that's an A-plus for me. Here, look, Ziggy Ansah, he's dicey because the Saints aren't his first visit, right? So Buffalo can Buffalo can simply say, what does it take for you yeah. not to go to New Orleans? And his agent can say, this is what it will take. And Buffalo can say, okay, right? Yeah. So, so, so he's, he's, he, I don't think he's coming. I think Buffalo will probably get that. Although Buffalo spent a shit ton of money, and I don't know how much they have left. Uh, Cook, Jared Cook, he's going to be a saint. I'm, I'll be stunned if he's not a saint because he's coming in. The Saints need a tight end. He fits what they like to do. He's a tight end that you can line up in the slot. You, you know, you don't line him up in the three-point stance. You move him around. He fits what the Saints wants, want to do. Yes, he's older, um, but I'll be stunned if he's not a Saint. Like the Saints, he's going to get in the building. He's going to get done, and it's going to be a high offer. I think the thing with him is he was the one tight end in free agency that had the nice seasons and has the track record of a bunch of seasons with 40, 50, 60 catchers. I think he's going to be three years, $24 million for the Saints. I, he's, he's not going to – it's not going to be – he's not making less than fucking the tight end from Buffalo that caught 10 passes or whatever. Yeah, so, it'll definitely be under $10 million because, you know, the Saints have kind of established, like, we're not paying that for a tight end unless it's Jimmy Graham, and even then they weren't happy about it. So I'm with you. I think the 7 to $8 million a year range is probably what he wants. Um, you know, whether the Saints pay that or not, I don't know. Um, but I, I think if it's anything less than that, uh, then the Saints are getting a steal in terms yeah, of market I'm, value. I mean, if they, if if it comes if it comes in anywhere less than eight, it's a steal because the, the basically the bar is set that a fifty catch tight end tight end a la Kobe Fleener is seven million dollars. Yeah. So if now Jared they, Cook is thirty two, you know, so he's a little yeah. bit older, and so then you question like, what can he command? But man, I was looking at his highlights last night. I mean. He's still lean. He's quick. Man, he's he's got a good twitch. I mean, he's got good hands. I mean, he, he he's an impressive tight end. And I thought he was more of like a physical guy, maybe not as fast. That high points the ball a lot. And but I mean, he, he's a big target, a big frame. But he he's a little more. Uh, you know, I just obviously I don't watch the Raiders a ton, so I just I haven't watched Jared Cook in a minute. And just mm-hmm. watching his highlights to me, he's a lot more fluid and a lot more a lot quicker than I expected. Um, so, you know, I think he's a guy that, especially, you know, the Saints love to line up their tight ends in the slot. You have him on the slot on one side. You have Michael Thomas on the slot on the other side uh, in certain formations. And, my God, that's going to be tough to defend. Yeah, and then, you know, if Traquan Smith or Kirkwood makes a little bit of a leap, and I'm not even saying a leap to, like, a, no, a solid number two, if you just get 20% better out of Kirkwood or 25% better out of Traquan Smith, I mean, then you got something. And then you're and then cooking. And you got a Ted Ginn stretch on the field. Yeah. yeah, and then you're cooking and, and, and you're fine. So, look, um, that's where we're at. Listen, people, 
We give you this one free. Uh, you need to pay $7 a month. Uh, lots of people are doing it. We are the only Saints podcast. Like, Will Lutz signed, Andrew. We turned that shit out 30 minutes later. We had the podcast up. So if you pay $7 a month, you get instant Saints analysis and jokes. Where other podcasts... Yeah. You're going to need this during the free agency period. You're going to need this during the draft. Yeah, not to knock other Saints podcasts. They're wonderful and all. But you see them on Twitter. They're like, hey, our show tomorrow is going to be amazing with all this Saints news. Our show later tonight. Motherfucker, we give you this show now. So that's why you need to pay seven. <laughs> that's why you need to pay seven. $7 a month, man. That's a large fucking Starbucks. Just, just don't do your Starbucks on a Saturday morning and boom, you paid your $7 a month. You're good. So yeah, anyway, instead, instead of your turkey sub, you know, for lunch, you just do a ramen noodle and, and for one day of, of the month, and you're, you're covered. Yeah, and look, you pay $7 a month. Everybody that pays $7 a month before uh, the end of April, you're getting a free beer koozie. So you pay $7 once, you get a beer koozie. It's like you're, it's like you're making money. So anyway, <laughs> so me and Andrew will be back later, I'm sure. You got this one free. We love all of you. Uh, we'll talk to you later.